It's all yours. Wow. That is uh, sad and awesome at the same time. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you guys how much I love Shua. Uh, we're in the office during the week. I get to run back to his his cubbyhole office, and uh, we listen to music, and we talk about the Lord, and he's always super encouraging, and, and today feels like a really strong day in community because we're not just sad for ourselves, um, but we are excited and blessed at all that the Lord has in store for him, and I think that that's what community really looks like, so I love you, buddy. You're awesome. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about community today. Uh, I heard that the lights were a little hard up here, so I didn't bring a piece of paper. I'm using my phone. First time, right? Technology, great. But if you text me, Matt Sherry, if you text me while I'm talking, I'm going to get upset. It's going to make my, my notes go away, and I don't want that to happen. Cool. All right, let's pray before we jump into it. King Jesus, we love you, but we praise you. God, we thank you, Lord, for our community. And we thank you that you're at the center of what we do, but that you are the encouragement of all that we do, and all that we do, we desire to glorify you. We love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. So community is like a buzzword right now, right? You could, you know, Google it and you're going to get a thousand different things. I think every new church is named community something too, right? Like we have this deep desire inside of us, but I don't think we ever really unpack like what it is to be a true community. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. One of the first things I think we should address is what it's not. Right? So there's a handful of things that we know for sure community is not. It's not blame, it's not boring, right? It doesn't hurt you, right? So just a couple of things, just to list them off. True community is not selfish. Do you agree with that? Like, true community is not selfish. Some of you right now need to squeeze in just a little bit and make room for other people. Don't be selfish with where you want to see. Because I see there's like people stacked up, like pretty soon we're going to have people out here. You hear what I'm saying? So if you want to do that, you can do that right now. True community. I'm going to be true community. If anybody needs a seat, you can come and find one. We're not standing with our seats. Our seats are not exclusive. They're inclusive. And they're comfortable, I think. You can sit. There you go. Awesome. Much better than the old pews and things. All right. Cool. So it's not selfish, right? Not only is it not selfish... True community is not fault-finding. You ever had a friend that all they ever wanted to do is tell you how wrong you are about something? You were not friends with them long. <laughs> right? True community is not fault-finding. It doesn't create this atmosphere where you're worried and you're having to walk on eggshells trying to figure out what you're going to say or what you're going to do or, or whether or not you're going to be wrong. Right? True community also, it's, it doesn't partner with gossip. You know, like fault-finding and gossip, they're pretty much the same thing, right? They're, they're rooted in this idea that you have to be good enough to be in my community. You have to act a certain way in order to be in my community. And I want to tell you, that, that's like the devil's playground. That's the longing of the enemy, right? When he attacks identity to try and convince you that you're not good enough. You can't do enough. You can't act enough. And this is the greatest lie that he has and the one that... For some reason, so often we believe. You know why he wants to do that? Because he knows, sometimes even more than us, that true community is 
not exclusive. True community is inclusive. I don't think he's leaving left. Yeah, check this out. So our very most famous Christian Bible verse, right? What is it? Oh, somebody tell me. Come on. John 3.16, right? Not the one Tebow wrote, but the one that Jesus wrote, right? Is that funny? Okay, cool, cool. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the what? The world. For God so loved a perfect church? Nope. For God so loved the world. It's so hard for me sometimes to like to step out of the fact that Jesus came and died before there was a church. Right? <laughs> like, when I start to wrap my mind around that, I come into the realization that he's, he's dying for, for sinners, broken people, the world, liars, stealers, cheaters, murderers, Rapists, Pharisees, the whole hypocrites, heretics. He's dying for all of them. That is who for God so loved. There was no church yet. I don't know why we do this, but like there was no church yet. He came and he died for the world. Stinky, messy, smelly, messing up all the time. Maybe we'll never get it right. World. The devil wants us to forget that. Right? If Christ died for everyone, then true community shouldn't reject anyone. If Christ died for everyone, then true community shouldn't reject anyone. As a matter of fact, true community should be a place where anyone can feel like they belong. Even before they believe. community in that same in that same sense in that same spirit true community carries each other's burdens sometimes that burden is the burden of unbelief where you link arms with someone in community and you do life with someone in community and you say I, I know you're struggling with belief right now but I'm going to double down in mine and maybe I can build a bridge that you can walk across my belief in the relationship so that you can have true community. True community carries each other's burdens. How many of you have burdens? Sometimes unbelief. Right? If some of you have never had a burden, I got, a, I got, a, I got a secret. If you haven't had one, it's coming, right? Because if for no other reason, God wants you to be in community. In community, we, we carry each other's burdens, right? Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you would love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. A lot of times we say that, I've said this a hundred times, right? And Peter, I think Peter said it too, but like, like, I die for you. I take a bullet for you. Like, I would, I would, I would give my life up for you. 
And I think Jesus is, is really tapping into a deeper truth here. He would. But the idea that dying for someone is one thing, but living for people is something totally different. Right? Jesus both lived, continues to live, and died right in the middle of that for us. And he is our example. And he gives us this paradigm of laying down desire, maybe dreams, maybe selfish desire, right? Laying these things down for the needs of others. When you have a friend who's got a crushing load, a burden that they can't carry, and you've got this little thing that you just want to do, and it's a part of your schedule, and you have this tug in your heart, Christ is like, I want to reveal myself to them through you laying this down. True community lays down selfish desire and runs to help with the burden of a friend. That laying your life down for a friend actually looks like laying down selfish desire and living daily in that. We carry each other's burdens, and we've talked about how you know you don't you don't sin in a box, right? You've probably heard Dad say it. Like we think that we have a sin bubble sometimes. Sometimes not helping when there's a burden and choosing selfishness. That's part of your sin bubble. That's not a bubble. It's contagious and it kind of gets on. But guess what? Is awesome. True community also shares victory. That's like really good news. You should be really excited about that. Like, true community shares in victory as well. True community is not rooted in jealousy. True community does not say that when Shua is having a massive upgrade, go, well, why not us? You know? That's not community. That's bitterness, jealousy, and like bad Cinderella sister syndrome, right? You don't do that. You don't do that. True community goes... Yes, God. True community says when John Chandler gets a new job or, or your friend gets a promotion or somebody gets that spouse that they've always wanted, right, and you're still super single, it says, praise Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. My community is growing. There's victory in our house. There's victory in our community. If a burden is the first half of the testimony, then a victory is an open door for your breakthrough, if you'll rightly relate to it. I can't tell you how many times I've seen in false communities this idea that when somebody else gets something, that means you've been forgotten. And the reality is is that when somebody else gets something, it's your opportunity to praise God for what he's doing in someone else's life. When we go, I've been forgotten. I've been forgotten. We step into selfishness, and it perpetuates, and it builds bitterness, and anxiety, and anger, and resentment, and before you know it, you have no friend, and you don't know God. But when we can say, oh, that victory is mine too, because I love that person, it increases favor in our life. It allows doors to open in our life. 
maybe it won't look like you thought it would. But do we ever really know what it's going to look like anyway? True community celebrates each other's victories. True community, and I love this, and I love that we're in a circle today. True community worships Jesus together. Right? True community is bent on bringing glory to Jesus. And we do that. We did that this morning, right? I I can't even begin to describe the joy that hits my heart when I can look across the row and I can see other people worshiping Jesus. You know, I can kind of, I can go and go into a cubby hole of worship when when I'm on the front row and August sees the band. I'm like, it's my own private show. But when we're in the middle of the room and I can look across and, and God is drastically impacting Terry and drastically impacting Steve and all these people in our in our community and I'm going, I can see a tear every once in a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, your breakthrough is my breakthrough. Your love for Jesus is my love for Jesus. You're having a revelation that maybe I'm not having yet, but I know it's there, right? Like it triggers this thing like, Oh, what are they getting that I have access to, right? Because we're all sons and daughters. So what, what, what are they getting that I have access to? God, if I'm not feeling you, if I don't know you, if I'm not, my heart still feels like I have to work up something to get to you. God, I ask Lord, that I would lean back and that I would maybe walk across the bridge of Steve's encounter or Guy's encounter or Tom's encounter. Does it make sense? It's real community. It's true community. It's true community. True community worships Jesus together. When we sing, when we sing in a space like this, we have to recognize that we sing with God and to God. When we sing with each other and to each other, it takes us to deeper places when we're in community that worships Jesus together. One thing that I've, I've realized while studying this and, uh, and really praying through and, and asking God what true community and what, what hinges true community, what grows, what is, what is something that he has in store for us at Riverstone in being a true community. One of the things that I really felt like God was saying was that gratitude and thankfulness is like a backbone. For true community, it's uh, maybe it's maybe it's a steroid shot, right? For true community, it's increased, it builds, it grows. I, and I thought about thinking about thankfulness, and, and thankfulness and gratitude. If we're being honest, is like a spiritual muscle, right? If fitness is sickness, and thankfulness and gratitude is a muscle, and sickness tries to come in and, and tear that muscle down. So how do you build it up? you got to exercise, right? I was thinking about, um, I, there's this documentary on Netflix on this uh, world-famous bodybuilder, right? One Mr. Olympia, I think it was four times, four times in like five years. His name is Ronnie Coleman. He is a monster. Brad Willoughby knows. Big, huge dude, right? And this guy was so much bigger than everybody else that it was just like, yeah, he wins. Yeah, he wins again, right? Like just absolutely massive. 
And they go to the gym with him, and they're talking to him. They're like, why are you so huge? And then they watched him work out. And he didn't go to like some fancy, super scientific you know, place where he's like running, they got all these heart. He's just throwing massive quantities of weight around He's lifting way heavier than anybody else. Way heavier. I mean like way, way heavier. I don't even I don't even know how to explain. Like way more than maybe this whole room could lift right now. So heavy. And you know, that's like gratitude and thankfulness. You know, if it's a muscle and we want to be strong in our community, then we need to lift heavy. If we want to be, if we don't, if we don't want, if we want to intentionally increase and not unintentionally decrease, then we need to lift heavy in gratitude and thankfulness. That means being thankful for the community that we have. Being thankful for the, the worship that we have together. Being thankful for the victories of others. Being thankful for the burdens of others. That they're just the first half of the testimony. Being thankful that we have a community that will connect us to believers. A community that will, that, that will guide us to our destiny. Community that will guide us. A community that will seek life into us. And then a community that will also protect us. That will stand up for us. That will stand up for you and I and all of us in between. When those temptations for, for, for gossip and selfishness come up. To say, no, I, I, I'm thankful for this person. I'm thankful for this person. Let's, I don't want to talk about them that way. I'm thankful for my community. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to slander it in any way. I'm thankful for what we have. So what do you say? Should we double down in gratitude and lift heavy? Let's do it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask right now. Lord, that you would fill our hearts with gratitude for you. Thankfulness for you. God, we want to lift heavy when it comes to gratitude and thankfulness. Lord, because all we have is a gift. Lord, we love you. We praise you. God, I thank you that this is a true community. God, I ask so that it would grow and develop. In your name I pray. Amen.